0: Welcome to Ashta Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials, testing, and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson.
1: This is Brian Johnson, and I am here to talk to Mel Chung, Branch Manager from the Materials Testing and Research Branch at the Hawaii DOT. Hello,
2: everyone. Aloha.
1: And Christy Grillo, also from the Materials Testing and Research Branch at the Hawaii DOT.
3: Thanks for having us.
1: I have invited you to come and speak with us about a research project, or, well, I guess more than a research project, because it's already being driven on that's kind of innovative. A project that was set forth by the Hawaii DOT to use recycled plastics in the roadway. Mel, do you want to tell us a little bit about that project?
2: Actually, it's come from our administration. Our deputy director, Asnithin, he always has a goal for us. He wants HDOT to be more sustainable because, especially, we live on an island. It's really our resources are very finite. We don't have that much. Yeah. So we want to make good use of our uh, material to make our infrastructure better. So we already have a green solution for our concrete, which we use carbon cure. But then we don't really have a true solution for asphalt, except we are using wrap. So he directed us to look into recycled plastic into our pavement. So that was all beginning. And then he gave us a couple criteria that we have to meet first because our ultimate goal is really to use our local plastic waste onto our local infrastructure. But currently in Hawaii's industry, we don't have that capability to use our local waste yet. So he told us we have to find a product that is 100% U.S. waste, plastic. And then the performance has to be better than our control mix. And then um, we have to be very environmental conscious. He wants the product to have no microplastic leaching. So that's what's the three criteria that we are going for.
1: Those are really lofty goals set forth by Ed Sniffen and his administration. It's great. and, And I applaud the effort of trying to make the most of a difficult situation. When people on the mainland think of recycled plastic, you know, there's a lot of attention paid to bottles, right? milk jugs and plastic water bottles and things like that. Is it the same situation in Hawaii? Or what other plastic waste are you concerned with there that we might not be concerned with here?
2: Yeah, we do have the post-consumer plastic waste. A lot of them we collected it, but then there's no way to go in the island. So we either ship it to the mainland or ship it to the Southeast Asia, we don't know where it goes, or we just burned it. So it's not a good alternative. Another problem that we have is we have a lot of fishing net that are plastic, the HDPE, that is floating to Hawaii from all over the world. So we are, our beach right now looks so nice, but in some location it's really polluted. So HPU have an effort, you know, they try to collect those waste. We have a lot of fishing net. For the next project, we want to try to use those fishing net and pave a road. That will be future.
1: Oh, okay. So the, you've got the plastic fishing net issue that you're dealing with in Hawaii and the post-consumer plastic. And then can we talk about the microplastics a little bit?
3: I think that part that we want to check for is just in case uh, while it's being incorporated in the mix, that we want to make sure that it doesn't leach out of the road and go into the stormwater.
1: I'll tell you my thoughts on microplastic and, and we'll we'll see if Kim keeps this in. One of the apartments that I lived in once was on the other side of a highway and there was one of those sound barriers in between. And one thing that I didn't understand about living that close to a highway is it generated quite a bit of pollution. So there would be basically what looked like little tiny particles of rubber and little tiny particles of possibly roadway and other debris would get into the air and coat the small patio that was in the back of my apartment. That was the only time that I really thought about what kind of other pollution could be caused by a highway. So what I was wondering about with microplastics is is if that was a concern when you're using this plastic in the asphalt, if it would generate little tiny pieces of plastic debris that would then get into, like you said, stormwater or other runoff or even into the air. So I can understand that being a concern.
3: I think, yeah, it's mostly we're checking that nothing that we're putting into the road comes out again. And especially since our stormwater goes straight into the ocean, I think that would also be a bigger concern for us also, because we know anything that goes in there will come out to the ocean. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you're putting all this effort into cleaning up the ocean by getting rid of some of these plastic. You don't want to put it back in. So let's talk about performance now one of the challenges mel that you mentioned was that this material needed to meet the standards for resilience right so we wanted to have a long lasting product that performs well so do you think the selection of the product that you're trying right now met the criteria
2: i think we do actually we have a team of people work together to set up the best testing protocol to make this you know a better choice so we have industry partner we have a contractor we have UH um, for mechanical testing we have another university HPU for microplastic testing so we work together to come up with a protocol how we're going to do that so for the pre-construction we have our contractors to do some lab performance testing before it lay down to the road. And Christy can talk more about that.
1: You know, one of the things that I talk about on the podcast sometimes is how DOTs are very service oriented. They're trying to solve problems that help people live better lives. And they do make great efforts to engage with other interested parties and partners to come up with optimal solutions. So I think that what Mel was just saying is a great example of that, that I wanted to highlight. Now, Christy, time to put you on the hot seat. Let's talk about how the plastic has been incorporated into the asphalt mixture.
3: So the product that we're using is made out of pellets. So when they get shipped in, they, I think they got boxes of pellets. Um, and the way that it's getting incorporated into the mix is at the asphalt plant, they are feeding it through the fiber machine. So I think the SMA mixes uses the fiber machine. So in that machine, that's where they are introducing the plastic pellets.
1: Okay, so the plastic pellets are entered into there and then what happens?
3: The aggregate will have already been added. So I think it gets added in, hopefully it melts into the binder and comes out with a homogeneous mix.
1: Yeah, so for those of you who are not involved in asphalt mixtures, you've got this big drum mixer and all this material is being shot into it, fed into it, and then it's heated and mixed. And then out on the other end, you've got what looks like you know, the finished product of the, the asphalt mix. So this was mixed together. And what kind of tests did you perform or your department perform on these materials to give you the confidence to say that it's going to meet the criteria for resilience that's been set forward?
3: In our typical procedure, we are usually only volumetric kind of testing right now. So we use the Marshall design. But in this case, I think we wanted to find a way, like Mel was saying, that to find a way to, to be comfortable that their performance would be similar. In our partner with the industry and the contractor, we came up with an idea that we would check out, like we'll try to do some of the performance testing. So we would do performance testing on our control mix. And the mixes with the plastic added and just kind of compare them like as our first foray into performance testing
1: okay so for those who do not know what performance testing is what tests are those
3: the ones that we chose for reading we decided to to use the hamburg so the hamburg they take the compacted material and they put it into the machine and they have a wheel that rolls over it like multiple times and it checks like how much it deforms after so many passes and for cracking, we went with the ideal CT.
1: So now a lot of people might not be familiar with the ideal CT, what is that test?
3: Oh, it's an indirect tensile cracking test uh, for asphalt. So it's a way to find the, the cracking potential and at least compare it against the other ones.
1: Okay, so we've got rutting and we've got cracking as performance. So that'd be different than, you mentioned volumetrics before, where you're mainly concerned about the density And uh, air voids.
3: Yeah, air voids. And we check all of the aggregate properties in there also.
1: Okay, so we've got these performance tests. And what was your conclusion after running tests on this material?
3: So again, we were just looking at it kind of like a comparative version. So um, after looking at it, and we met with the other people on our team. So we had the contractor, the industry partner. I'm with Happy, and with the university so i think we all felt comfortable moving forward with the project
1: for those of you who don't know who is happy
3: happy is our hawaii asphalt paving industry
1: okay so that's the asphalt paving association for hawaii right yes that's another one so the dot's typically do partner with the the paving associations on a lot of things there's usually some engagement and cooperation with the paving industry. So that's always good to hear. Your goal, as what Mel talked about earlier, was getting to the point where you can process this material in Hawaii. Were there other materials that you also ran through performance testing with uh, before you ended up with this product?
3: No, actually we only tested this one first. One of our main goals was also to look for the US product. So the other products that we had found were from out of country. So we just tested with this one came out good. So it was good to go.
1: Yeah, that's good. And then did you also perform volumetrics on these? Yeah. Okay. And was that comparable to what you expect?
3: Yeah. They all went through our volumetric check first before we went to the performance testing.
1: Did you also perform any testing in the field or is that up to the contractor as far as like densities are concerned?
3: We did our normal, like, quality assurance kind of testing. The contractor did their own QC tests, and then our QA tests is were, like, compaction. So we took some cores and, and the rice. But other than that, that part was up to the contractor. We are doing some additional testing for performance with our university. So UH is doing the same performance testing with mix that we collected at production. So they're using their production mix to make the specimens to do the performance testing.
1: Now, Mel, I want to go back to you. What's next? Are you looking to expand the use of this material or try other materials?
2: Definitely, we want to expand it. But first, it's going to make sure that the performance test is okay and there's no microplastic leaching, right? So after that, we need to move to the next step is find a way to use local waste to the local road. We are going to work on the next research project and actually we got some climate challenge grant money, try to establish a f- research facility to do that. So hopefully in the future, it become more and more popular so we can use more waste on our road.
1: Do you know how long you'll be collecting data before you can try the next step?
2: Okay, so I think we'll have the data ready in the next six months. So, um, for the, right now, the microplastic leaching, we depending on when UH doing the performance test, will collect the water and give it to HPU. HPU will filter that. So the water portion will go to um, microplastic testing, and then the solid portion will go to um, plastic additive testing. Once we make sure everything is okay, then we'll be good. Oh, there's one more. So after three months after the construction, whereas the road has been used, fairly used, and then HPU is going to do a simulated rainfall and to collect the stormwater, right? And then to test it also. So we want to make sure that there's no additional microplastic leach to the road because a lot of microplastic actually come from the tire itself, not the roadway. So we want to make sure that they have a fair comparison. Once we make that clear, we should move forward to the next step. Which is gonna be very, very challenging, but like but how is excited for the next step.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Christy, any last thoughts from you?
2: No,
3: I agree with that. It's exciting. <laughs> I said so. Yeah,
1: All hopefully right.
2: we can use the plastic beyond road. Oh,
1: well, sorry, now I have to ask you that. What what else are you what else are you thinking of?
2: So I have heard that the plastic could be incorporated into the concrete. So that could be the next one that we're gonna think of. But then first of all, let's get our local plastic waste onto our local AC paper first and then we'll try to have more innovative solution for our other material on our infrastructure.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I know a lot of people are trying to put waste in the roads. I think that has been easier maybe or an easier thought process for people because you're already putting kind of plastic based additives into asphalt mixtures. And so I think that that, it seems like there's some easier transition, I guess, like for the industry, the idea of incorporating that plastic in there. But have you heard anything, Mel, any resistance or any uh, concerns about moving forward in this direction?
2: sure that's concerned. I mean, it's just the fact that we cannot have 100% people support what you're doing, but we sure. believe this is the right step. And we try our best to do testing before the construction, during the construction and after the construction, and we want to document it well. So we have a case to back up our decision. And then we also want this piece of document to be useful for maybe our county might want to consider to use it. And maybe other state looking at our study, maybe they will decided to, you know, have more confidence using this material. So too. So this is our administration push for us to do a good research in order, you know, for Hawaii is really small. We don't have that much mileage of roadway, But then we want to see, you know, tr- do our part. Maybe we can encourage other states to take, give it a try.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I did want to ask you because Hawaii is so small. Hawaii DOT is responsible for maintaining some roads, right? And then you've got county and you've got city. But how much does the DOT maintain compared to counties and cities in Hawaii?
2: Most of the roads are owned by the city and county and other counties. So state road, I believe we are managing about a little over 3,000 miles. It's not a lot. But the county have a bigger portion so in order to have a bigger impact we should promote it
1: yeah for sure well i would like to thank you for your time today again we had uh, mel chung and christy grillo appreciate your time today
2: thank you for having us thank
3: you thank you
0: and this was part two of our four-part series on paving with recycled plastic Hawaii's Pilot Project. If you missed last week's episode, I recommend you check it out. It'll give you some good context.
1: That's right. Next week, we've got John Young from Hawaii Asphalt Paving Industry, are happy to give the industry's perspective on this project.
0: Thanks for listening to AshTo Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at AASHTOResource.org or call Brian at 240 240 436 4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resources' social media accounts or go to ashtoresource.org.